Hi, folks. It's Vox Tablet. Welcome back. I'm your host, Sarah Ivry. Today, Jewish ghosts in the Polish countryside. Last year, a movie was released in Poland that was so controversial it was banned in some places. The film is called Pokłosie, or Aftermath in English. It's a thriller. It tells the story of a rural village where a farmer by the name of Józek Kalina is on a mission. At night, Józek digs up grave markers that were looted from a Jewish cemetery and used by local poles in roads and gardens. Yuzek is trying to give the village's Jewish dead a proper burial, but there is a high price to his activity. His wife has left him, she's taken the children, and his neighbors are growing more menacing and more angry by the minute. The film is a brutal one, not just because it invokes the horrors of the Holocaust, but because it also brings up uncomfortable questions about how Poles feel about Jews now. It's so uncomfortable, in fact, that the Polish actor who plays Yuzek has received death threats. Today on the podcast, we welcome the film's producer. He is Dariusz Jablonski, and he's here to talk about it. Welcome to Vox Tablet, Dariusz. Great to be here. Where did the idea for this film come from? For this one, Pasikowski, the writer-director, uh, gave me the script. Uh, we've no title card, and I've read the script. Uh, and immediately after reading the script, I realized that this is one of the very best script I ever read being producer with vast experience. So uh, next morning I called him and I asked who wrote the script. Uh, he asked me why I'm asking because he said maybe you don't believe in my skills. So I realized that uh, that was him. I said, uh, I believe that you are a very good writer, but I never thought that you would touch this kind of subject. But this one, Pasikowski was the most successful uh, director of thrillers in 90s, making very intelligent thrillers with very important message. But he, in my mind, he was never close to these Polish-Jewish uh, subjects or relationships which are very close to my heart. So I said, uh, you, do, you know, of course, that this is a very difficult film to be made. He said yes, and nobody wanted to make it. So I said, I take the challenge. But where did the idea for this particular story come from? You know, we need some, some wider description, I suppose. During communist time, which was almost 60 years, uh, it was not allowed to talk about Polish-Jewish relationship. It, we, we were taught that Poles were the biggest victim of the war, that six million Poles were murdered during the war. But only after transition, which happened 1989, we slowly got to know that this is not full truth, that half of the six million were Polish citizens, but Jewish origin were murdered. And then we got to know, in fact, about Holocaust. That's very hard to believe, but we are not teached in school for 60 years wow. about that. So we Poles who were convinced that we were the biggest victim were the target of Germans. We had to realize, you know, that that there was a, another nation who was to be annihilated first. So you can imagine what kind of a shock was when Professor Gross, Professor Jan Gross, published his book Neighbors, in which he revealed that there was a small town, Jedwabne, in Poland, where... In short period, very specific period, when uh, Russian who occupied this territory stepped back and Germans came 
And immediately after, it happened that Polish neighbors murdered, inspired by Germans, but they did it alone. They murdered their Jewish neighbors. But it was very difficult for Polish people, for Polish society to to accept that. And then there were many people who were denying that. They didn't want to accept this truth. But this is what Pashikowski has read the book. Read the book Neighbors. Uh, read the book Neighbors. And he became inspired by this book. And why this poem is very emotional, if you saw, uh, you know how emotional it is. Because being 45 years old at that time, he lived so many years fully convinced that Poles were always noble, uh, defending poor, etc. And all of a sudden he he got to know that some of us, some Poles were also perpetrators in this awful time. So it was his protest against being kept uh, uh, without acknowledging that. It took a while for the film to get made, though. I understand it was seven years just to get the financing to make it. Why was it so hard uh, to get this movie going? You know, it is it is it is part of the process, and uh, I know I've met uh, many people, uh, and not stupid people, but who are saying that this is anti-Polish film. It's anti-Polish film. Anti-Polish film because it doesn't show a full truth. They were indicating. The fact that, you know, uh, Poles are the biggest national group upon, among righteous, among the nations, you know, people who saved Jews. And that's fact. But in my opinion, if you want to be proud of those people who are right in this awful time, we have also to call murders murders, you know, perpetrators murders, and to say we don't accept that. But of course, I understand people who are saying that it could damage, you know, Polish image uh, uh, internationally, uh, because uh, people who are not very much understanding what was the story uh, uh, during Second War, they could become convinced that Poles were the biggest perpetrators of, of Second World War, which is obviously not true. Uh, you know, it is not easy to tell to your nation this kind of story. But I care, first of all, about my country and my nation. And I would truly believe that in everybody's life, there is a shadow. And the best thing you can do is to put light on it. Because then that makes you stronger. Was the film shot in the location where the Yedwabne program happened? No, no. This is not Yedwabne's story. Uh, there were many people uh, in Poland saying, why you don't make a film about Hidwabne and you are going to kind of a not-existing village, telling not-existing, not-really story, not-documented story. Maybe uh, you should call it Hidwabne and you should make uh, Hidwabne. First of all, I can't imagine making a film about Hidwabne because in documentaries, I can say that more or less it's told. The story is told. Uh Second, what is very important, this film is a contemporary story. It's dealing with the past, with no flashbacks, telling the past today in a way which is so vivid that I've met many people who are saying after reading the script, wow, but the scene when they burn those Jews in a barn, it's absolutely uh, impossible to watch. I said, listen, there is no scene like this. This is your imagination when you are reading the script. There is no scene like this. There are no flashbacks. So this is very rare situation, and this is very 
very, very uh, unusual situation of talented scriptwriter who wrote story today about the past with no flashbacks, but making past so important and so living today. Uh, also, what is very important, and I like in this film, in this in this project, that this is making a subject a little bit different from just discussing what happened and turning the point to the question what we have to do with it. What are the consequences of something which we, we didn't know, we didn't reveal, we didn't want to tell? But still, this shadow, as we were talking, is still on us, you know, is still, still in us. So the discussion is very important, and it's, in my opinion, it's very fair and universal, not only for Poles, but also to many other countries in Europe who had very unpleasant, let's say, but maybe black episodes, uh, Tower Jews, you know, during Second War. And they, they didn't tell the story either. So this is something which is human consideration. What we have to do if in our past there is something which we would like to forget, but it doesn't allow us to forget. Well, given, though, that it was difficult to uh, get support to make this film, once you did start filming, what was the reception uh, where you did film? I mean, tell us a little bit about the day-to-day when you were on set. Yeah, staying a little bit at this at this financing stage, it was very time consuming and absorbing because I was I was told by Public Fund, which is the biggest source of, of financing for films, that this film will be not financed because they were absolutely convinced that this is anti-Polish film and they have to promote films who are uh, creating good image of Poles. I was always saying. If you think that image of Poles as anti-Semites could be worse, you 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 are mistaken. You are totally mistaken. You know the the image is so bad because we were silent for sixty years. We didn't defend or we didn't tell our stories during sixty years of communism. And this is the delay which we have to uh, repair somehow. Uh, and that's why we have to start with something which is self-accusation. But this is with good intention, you know. If we will tell our bad past, then we are able, or we are in right to to tell also stories which are which are great about people like Irena Sandler, who saved you know two thousand children from Warsaw Ghetto. Uh, so finally, after seven years, uh, I convinced them that they have to finance the film, and then. Of course, you know, for seven years I was thinking about, you know, how to finance the film, but I never thought how to make this film. And I realized that there are many obstacles, possible obstacles, possible dangers, which we have to consider. First of all, we started to think, what if we'll find the village, we'll start the shooting, and then people who will get to know what is the topic would reject right. us, you know, after 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 making all those locations, spending a lot of money. So we were even, there was a time when we were considering shooting even in Slovakia, which there was a possibility. But I remember there was a meeting between the whole crew, director and production designer, and there was main question, if we are going to Slovakia. And then I decided, listen, if we'll go to shoot this film in Slovakia, I can easily immigrate it from Poland because it means I don't believe in this country. So we stay in Poland. What we have done, you know, we just picked locations, distance to each other. So, for example, filled with uh, gravestones were north of Warsaw, 
and uh, the village was south of Warsaw and the farm was east of Warsaw, you know, to have the possibility, at least, you know, this kind of a um, flexibility that if anything will, wrong could happen in one place, uh, other other place would be would be safe. And of course, you know, the many technical issues which I didn't realize before, because if you start to think about 328 gravestones, uh, Matsevas, uh, uh, you know, uh, you immediately start to understand what the problem is. What do you mean? You cannot take them real because they are gravestones. So we had to make 328 gravestones copying real with consultant of Hebrew uh, correcting, you know, every letter because we didn't know which uh, gravestone would be shown in camera. Wow. But then it's easy to say we put that on the field and there will be a weed growing. But of course, what you, if, you, if you start to think very precisely, you have to buy a field before wheat will be growing, and all those gravestones have to be stand there, and the wheat is naturally growing. So, so I was for part time, I was a owner of the field with gravestones, <laughs> and of course, then you start to think, okay, but fields are not in the city; they are in the village. What if anybody with matches would uh, destroy our set? So there was a security all day and night, you know, keeping uh, the care over it. So there were many, many problems. There was one problem with the farm, which is a very substantial uh, location in the film. We rented a farm. We adapted the farm to our needs. And our production designer, Alan Starsky, who is Academy Award winner, he made Schindler's List, Pianist, and, and films like that. So we've spent a lot of money to adapt it. And then the owner came to us, having the agreement you know, with him. He said, uh, I decided not to work with you anymore. I want to break the agreement. Uh, because I got to know what is the subject of the film, what is the script of the film. Somebody gave him to read, I don't know who. And he said, I'm not against this film, but I'm afraid that somebody will burn out my farm. So we had to, even though we had agreement, you know, there was no sense to, to fight with him. We had to find another farm and to make this whole work again. But uh, in fact, finally, I have to say that, that shootings... Uh, uh, went extremely smoothly. Even more, uh, when we were shooting, you know, people were coming to us, discussing Polish-Jewish relationships. They were uh, giving us their memories about Jews living in the city, you know. So it was somehow touching, I have to say. Uh, they were ready to play in the film. Uh, one, uh, somebody came to us and said that he would be very happy playing uh, uh, in the film as an extra. Under one condition that he'll be not Jew in the film, <laughs> so he said, "Don't worry, there are no Jews in this film." But, but you know, that was quite positive impression. I was, I was, you know, because producer have to have to consider all the dangers and and all all difficult circumstances, all possible things which may happen. Nothing happened like that, and it was it was really amazing, you know. But after the film was released, I understand the reception was not entirely encouraging. It, uh, it was encouraging and it was somehow frustrated. Uh, I knew that we are what kind of a film we are making. I knew that we are touching the probably the, the, the strongest and the last taboo in, in public discussion. 
And that's why we made the film. So I was expecting that, but I was quite surprised by the strength of this discussion. We were on front pages of every newspaper in Poland. You know, everybody took a position, even, you know, ex-Prime Minister of Poland, right-wing uh, opposition party leader, said that he didn't see the firm and he's not going to see the firm because it's all a lie. On one hand, I was quite frustrated by the strength of hate, which I saw, especially in the net. But what what, what is very important, in fact, we counted each other, so we saw what part of society reacts aggressively on the subject. But also we saw how many of us are convinced that this is right, what we were doing. There were so many people, young but also old, you know, uh, which stated how proud they are that we are able to make this film, that that was something which we had to make. And that was very positive, I have to say. That was very positive. And Pokoshe Aftermath has also very many positive impacts. One of very positive impacts is that many local communities decided to group and collectively, you know, to look for gravestones in their villages and to put them on, on uh, cemeteries or where cemetery was before. So they reconstituted cemeteries? Yeah. As we said earlier, one of the film's two leading men, Maciej Stur, he's the one who plays Yuzek, he received death threats after the film. Had any of you anticipated that? Um, not, not entirely death threats, but uh, he faced uh, hate, enormous hate, you know, for, for thousands of people. Uh, it happened because he not only played the main role, but after the film was released, he... He appeared publicly in in every show and every discussion on the subject, and he was presenting his own opinion why he played the role. That was probably unexpected to many people. The more because he was, before he played this role, he was the most liked Polish actor. His son of very famous legend Polish actor, let's say that maybe as a son of Robert Redford. He was liked himself, uh, but uh, playing so far till this moment playing very light roles in comedies, uh, also giving stand-up shows, stand-up comedies shows. And all of a sudden he played a serious role. What is very interesting, he has read the, the script at the beginning of our path, of our journey to, 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 to finance the film. Uh, so it was obvious that there is no role for him. But even though he was supporting us very much and he was talking to, to any possible address saying this film must be done, uh, lucky for him, it took us seven years uh, to finance the film. So finally, he was grown enough to to be given the role of of Jozek. Uh, he took it enthusiastically, and he he played. In my opinion, uh, he gave a wonderful performance. And then, when he started to present uh, his light face of somebody who is who was born in Poland, who who was grown in Poland and who trusted in democracy that he has right to present his opinion. All of a sudden he was almost knocked down by 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 tons of, of, of comments in the net, but also by journalists, right wing journalists who who somehow denied his right to present his opinion and that was awful. 
whenever he appears now, uh, uh, immediately all people, all those haters are following him, chasing him, tracing him and appearing in every public performance. So he doesn't perform publicly anymore? He performs, but he's always uh, facing, you know, people who are hating him. But, you know, as a producer, I made many films which were on the edge. They were revealing the truth, which was not comfortable. So I, I know all those behaviors. I don't think that there is something which we have to be afraid of because this is natural process of healing, you know. In my opinion, the positive effect is that the majority of police society who thought that we don't have any problem with it, so that there is a kind of problem. And we have to be really aware for future. We have to be... And I really believe, you know, that uh, the consequence, the aftermath of Second World War, not only for Poland, but for also for other countries, is to be very careful about every sign that this kind of things are born and they're growing. Because I can imagine that in the beginning of the 30s in Germany... Uh, the situation was the same and people didn't care. So for me, it's very important that the best or one of the best Polish filmmakers, because we are talking about Alan Starowski Academy Award, we are proud of Alan Starowski, Paweł Edelman, who is DOP of Polanski, he made Ghostwriter, uh, and Venus in Fuhr and Pianist. You know, we collected kind of a Polish dream team in filmmaking and this is our clear statement. We left our commitments, international or, or domestic, to come and to make this film as a clear statement uh, for Poland, but not only for Poland. But of course, beside that, it's uh, and that's make me also as a filmmaker very proud that we made simply very good film. Dariusz Jablonski, thank you so much for speaking with us. My great pleasure, and I hope that you would like to watch it. You know, that's the most important for me. Darius Jablonski is the producer for the film Aftermath. It opens this month in limited release in New York City and in Los Angeles, and hopefully elsewhere throughout the United States. You should see it. We would love to hear your thoughts on our podcast. Please post a comment or send us an email at podcast at tabletmag.com. Vox Tablet is produced by Julie Subrin. I'm your host, Sarah Avery. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs>